Welcome to Dr. Colbert's podcast. I'm Mary Colbert. And I'm Dr. Colbert. And I have to tell you folks, this is probably the single most important podcast we have ever done. And I just pray that you will listen to this over and over again. Get a pad and a pen. You're going to need to write down this information. As you know, we are in the middle of a variant pandemic spread of this virus again. And I have to tell you, our office phones in Dallas and in Florida, they're ringing off the hook. We are getting phone calls from people all over. And that's what really prompted us to go ahead and do this podcast. People have so many questions, so many concerns. And let me just start first by saying before Don starts, no two people are the same. What works for one may not work for another. God has made us all unique in our own way. And I think the biggest mistake that even medicine makes is they, they brush everybody with the same brush and say, you know, this is for all. But we already know, you know, you can't give everybody penicillin. Some people take penicillin and they will have a severe reaction to penicillin. And usually you learn that by taking it and then having a very severe reaction. So you avoid it. And because of that, you no drug, no plan is going to be correct for everybody. I'm just saying, you need to understand that. There's not a single thing that you can, not everybody can eat tomatoes. Not everybody can eat red meat. Not everybody can, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Not everybody can eat gluten. Not everybody can eat different things. So because we're all so unique in how God has made us, and we're all in uniquely and fearfully made, that when we're going to do is we're going to try to give you the broadest advice we can on what to do to boost your immune system. And we want to answer some of the questions about the vaccines. What to do, in our opinion, Don's advice, he has been studying this intensely for a year and a half now, looking and reading everything that's coming out. So we're going to give you what we believe to be the most current and accurate information, but you are going to have to be the ultimate decider in your own health. Well, Mary, a lot of people are thinking, well, should I take the vaccine? What should I do? And so, again, uh, let's address that. That's really I think that's a good way to start. Let's talk about the vaccine. For so many people, they've already had covid when you've had COVID, realize your antibodies, your own antibodies are more important in preventing a reinfection than even the vaccine. And what I do to a lot of people, for a lot of people who have had the virus already, COVID, is I simply check their IgG COVID antibodies. If they're high, I say, wow, you're protected. Now you're saying, well, I'm afraid to get the virus. And I understand why. If you have a lot of what we call comorbidities, which is type 2 diabetes or even pre-diabetes, obesity, you're at a high risk. Heart disease. Heart disease, is uh, you're at a very high risk. Lung disease, asthma, COPD, any kind of lung disease, a weakened immune system. If you're on prednisone, if you're on chemotherapy, you have a weakened immune system. Or even high blood pressure, heart disease, that puts you at a high risk. If you have multiple comorbidities, 
then the virus could actually take you out. So you should consider getting the vaccine. Now, again, that being said, realize this vaccine is experimental. In other words, you're part of the experiment. It's not even truly called a vaccine at this point. Well, you're part of the phase three trials, the human testing. And so, again, there are some very major concerns. That's why I'm waiting fully for a year or longer before I pronounce judgment, because we need to look at the numbers. How many people, after receiving the vaccine, have died? How many people have suffered major side effects? How many people will die because of the vaccine? Because there is a condition called antibody-dependent enhancement. Now, what happened with prior COVID or SARS vaccines, the animals had died from this antibody-dependent enhancement. The ferrets had died, you know, other animals, mice and all had died. Antibody-dependent enhancement occurs when the antibodies that are produced during an immune response recognize and bind to a pathogen or the virus, but they are unable to prevent infection. Instead, these antibodies act like a Trojan horse, and they allow the pathogen to, or the virus to get inside your cells in those macrophages and monocytes and neutrophils or granulocytes, and they literally exacerbate or enhance your immune response. And it's your own immune response in the lungs that's triggering the pneumonia and the death that we're seeing, and possibly with, with antibody dependent enhancement. Now, again, that's what's happened with some vaccines and some viruses. We know it's happened with dengue virus, also the Spanish flu. That's what killed a lot of people with Spanish flu. Over, uh, some people say 50 to 100 million people die of the Spanish flu. But most diseases don't cause this antibody-dependent enhancement. But one of the best studied examples of this was caused by dengue virus. And I just had a lady from Puerto Rico that had the dengue virus, and she got a mild infection, but she was told any subsequent infection could actually kill her from dengue hemorrhagic fever. So what happens is the dengue virus is one of the most common infections in the world. It infects hundreds of millions of people yearly and kills tens of thousands of people every year. But unlike viruses like measles or mumps that have only one serotype, Dengue virus has four different forms called serotypes. These serotypes are very similar but slightly different among them. And so they set the stage for this antibody-dependent enhancement. If a person's infected with one serotype of dengue virus, they typically have mild disease, just like my patient. She had mild dengue fever, and it generates a protective immune response, including they fo you form neutralizing antibodies against that serotype. But if the person's infected with a second serotype of dengue virus, the neutralizing antibodies generate, generated from the first infection may bind to the virus and actually increase the virus's ability to enter the cells, resulting in antibody-dependent enhancement and cause a severe form of the disease called dengue hemorrhagic fever. Now, what I'm saying is this. There are different serotypes now of the COVID-19 virus. We have the new Delta variant. We may be seeing more of this antibody-dependent enhancement going on. And, but again, we're waiting to see because we're seeing much more infections. This, this Delta variant is three times more infectious. We are seeing so many people getting infected, people who have had the vaccine getting infected. And so what we're doing is we're treating these people with a simple protocol that's inexpensive 
and it helps prevent severe disease. So we want to go over this with you. But again, if you're one of those with comorbidities, explain diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, kidney disease, especially lung disease, asthma, COPD, chronic bronchitis, or just a weakened immune system, or just obesity. People who are obese are at increased risk. I just saw a person last night at uh, dinner, and right across from us was a fellow who weighed probably at least 400 pounds. He was young. He was about 30. And I was thinking, oh, my goodness, if he only realized that he is such a walking time bomb for COVID. Literally, he is inviting COVID into his body with that obesity. Right. Now, Don, the minute you say that, people's mind goes immediately to the headline news of the runner, the athlete, the healthy 30-year-old, the healthy 40-year-old who did get COVID and they die. Exactly. So you, it can happen to even the healthiest person. That's exactly person. right. And that's what's so frightening about this virus. That's why, first of all, we need a basic immune protocol that is going to charge our immune system. But before we talk about that, We need to talk about putting on our spiritual armor, especially Psalms 91. Because, again, as a Christian, we have, if we can use our faith and put on God's armor, and especially his promises that are found in Psalms 91, and I love this, we can just quote this out loud every day and put our ourselves and our families under this blessing yes what you and i did we took communion and then we declared this psalm over us and our home and our family and on top of this and doing some additional things we're going to cover with you see nothing the bible is very clear without faith you cannot it's impossible to please god so you have got to take the promises that God has put into his word, mix it with your faith, declare it over your faith. Then having done all stand. So what does that mean? Having done all. We're going to talk about that and doing all. You need to do all and mix it with wisdom and um, guidance of the best knowledge you can for you and your family to make a, a decision. Now, Don, before you go into what to do for the immune. I think it's important to establish some things very clear. Children under 12, they're healthy, normal kids, no no diseases, nothing. Absolutely, emphatically, do not give them a, a vaccine. I wouldn't. N- Absolutely not. Not, not at all. Not Absolutely. At all. So that is 100% across the board, our opinion. Do not get your children vaccine. Do not allow anyone to give you the vaccine. Right now, That is his professional and his personal advice. The vaccine is causing major problems in some children. Their own immune system is strong enough to rid the body of the virus. Remember, God has made this temple. We are fearfully and wonderfully made with the most amazing immune system. Why give a child who's got this most powerful immune system with the most powerful thymus gland and the B cells, which help to, again, fight this virus, was memory T and B cells give us the memory to literally prevent reinfection. Okay, mask on children under 12. Not needed, not needed. But a lot of these blue states are, are requiring it, which I think is totally false. 
and shouldn't be going on. Okay, and because the children are they're getting high CO2 levels. Lightheadedness, lightheadedness brain fog, it's passing out. It's hindering their, their development Ability and to concentrate. We're seeing delayed speech in children because of the mass. Church, we got to stand up. Even if you don't put your kids through this, homeschool them instead. That's I right. would. I'd strongly recommend that. Absolutely. Okay, so let's go to step two. This is what Dr. Colbert's opinion is. Now, remember what I said in the beginning of this podcast. We're all uniquely made. We're all, you can't broad a brush with fact of anything. You've still got to make your own decisions and come about after you've gathered your own information and you pray about it and you've got to hear the voice of God and follow him. Ultimately, he's your authority. However, this is Don's recommendation. Okay, for kids who's got to go to college and some of the things that's going on with the schools, demanding these young people to take it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I would go to a college that doesn't require vaccination or immunization. Don't do it. Uh, again, okay. you're increasing your risk of problems. And again, these kids' immune system strong. Their T cells are strong. Their memory cells are strong. They're going to overcome it 99.9% of the time. And you're not worried about them possibly bringing it back to the grandma and grandpa who's very, very sick and well, spreading again, it to if, them. If they get it, again, they need to be checked and then they need to Just avoid to- the family for two weeks. Ten days, two weeks usually is all. So for those that have had covid if you have had COVID and, you're, and you've been tested positive for COVID and you have the antibodies to COVID, do you recommend they get a vaccine? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Because those antibodies that right. you have from having COVID, we can, you can go to your doctor and you can get the IgG COVID antibodies. If you're positive, your own immune system is better than any vaccine. Better than any so again, uh, now again, some, we don't know how long those antibodies are going to last. Some people say over a year. Some people say two years. Some people say many years. I don't know. So again, I would just, if you've had it, I certainly wouldn't get the vaccine. I wouldn't. Okay. Now, for everybody else that's in the grape, people haven't had vaccine. They're pretty healthy. They're pretty well, again, day if they're, to day. Okay. If now, they are less than 65, okay. again, realize most people less than 65 uh, they usually your immune system, along with the immune boosting nutrients and the new meds we have for protection, are beneficial for the majority. For, for the those majority. over 65 with comorbidities, they're going to, have to pray about it. Some, if they've got major risk factors, and if they get the virus, it could kill them. Then they could consider the vaccine. But again, it's experimental. I personally am waiting, and I would uh, again for my family, I'd recommend that they wait. Okay, so. For people that have had the vaccine, let's talk about those. Okay, they went, well, Dr. Colbert, I listened to the news. I got afraid. I've had the vaccine. I went ahead and got the vaccine. Now, there's one vaccine that is, in fact, have aborted fetuses. They're used from aborted fetuses, correct? Yes, that's, okay. I believe, the Johnson & Johnson. But again, okay. that's not as that does not boost the immune response as well as the Moderna or the Pfizer. Okay. Now, what was interesting, the Moderna actually had better long-term protection than the Pfizer. 75% protection versus 42% compared the Moderna was better than the Pfizer. But again, these are messenger RNA vaccines that are concerning to many people. And what's happening, a lot of people that have had the vaccine are still getting the Delta variant. They're not getting as sick, but still there's some deaths. There's like 
a very small percentage can still die from it even receiving after receiving the vaccine. Okay, now isn't it true that some people can medically opt out of getting the vaccine for medical reasons due to the fact that they could have some sort of adverse reaction to the ingredients? Is that correct? Uh, yes, but again, usually, generally, they would have had to have had a reaction to a prior vaccine, like a flu vaccine or something like that. Okay, so that can be an excuse to opt out for medical. Usually, okay. usually. Now, again, uh, this is there's going to be lots of litigation over this because our freedoms are being taken away. So there's going to be court cases. Fear, fear, fear. But yeah. but again, what I tell people, if you have an autoimmune disease, sometimes that is a reason we can help people opt out of it. And again, we're, we're getting in all kind of medical legal issues. The courts will iron this out, and hopefully our freedoms will not be taken away. What I want to make sure is that you are equipped with the right nutritional ingredients to keep your immune system strong, especially for you guys that are over 50, because it's over 50 that our thymus function begins to falter and that literally the disease, we're more prone to viral infections. And especially over 65 or over 60, the most important vitamin in protecting you against COVID is vitamin D3. I strongly advise people to get their level of vitamin D3 checked. I strongly recommend that it be over fit between 55 and 100. I keep mine around 75. And I check mine. I just checked my level yesterday. It's not back yet, but I've kept mine around 75. And you say, well, how can I get it up that high? Will a, will a thousand units a day do it? No, a thousand units a day is generally not near enough. I personally take minimum of 5,000 to get my level up that high. I had to take 10,000 a day for around three or four months. Now you say, wow, if my level's 20 or if it's 10, you're in trouble. That's your most important vitamin in charging your immune system and preventing severe COVID infections. So get your level checked. You say, well, I don't have time. I've got COVID already. In those cases, many times I'll start a patient on 50,000 units of vitamin D3 a day for you three days. Right. You heard yes. him right. 50,000 50, units. That's now, right. that's if you don't know or you have a very low level. For the vast majority, if you know your level and it's, say, 50, Boost it up. If you've been taking 5,000, double it to 10,000 for at least a month, maybe. Like I'm taking 10,000 a that's day great. right now. Exactly. So again, that's what you want to do. You want to get your vitamin D3 level up 55 to 100. You say, what if it's over 100? Then I back off a little bit. Monitor it. But you want to get your vitamin D3 level up. That's the most important vitamin you can take, and it's dirt cheap. You can get it anywhere, okay? Number two is zinc. Number two is zinc. We need at least usually 30 milligrams a day, 30 to 50. 30 is good. Now, what if you have the virus? You need to boost it up to 100 milligrams a day. I personally boost it up, if you, for my patients, up to 200 milligrams a day during the time they have it because it helps, again, to prevent the virus from getting inside the cell. So I boost it majorly, at least 100 milligrams of zinc a day if you get the virus but 200 for those for many of my patients. Now, at least you need 30 milligrams a day. Now, another, uh, those are the most, two most important vitamins. And if you say, that's all I want, that, then those are the two most important. There's others that are good, like vitamin C. It's not critical, but it's good. 500 to 1,000 milligrams twice a day. Quercetin is a bioflavonoid that has actually, onions and apples are high in quercetin. But 250 milligrams to 500 milligrams twice a day. And melatonin, around 10 milligrams at bedtime is great. 
for many people because it helps our immune system. And then one of the most important, if you do get COVID, you need aspirin. Now you say, well, I'm allergic to aspirin. Don't take aspirin then. <laughs> but if you're not allergic to aspirin and you don't have any ulcers or anything, take a 325 milligram aspirin one a day with food. Now be sure and take it with food. Why? Because COVID makes our platelets, our blood, more prone to clot. Exactly. We just had one that the fellow wasn't doing that, and he had COVID, and he was in his 30s. He woke up and went to step out of bed. He had COVID like two weeks ago, and he went to step out of bed, and he couldn't walk because he had a blood clot in his leg. It broke loose, went into his lungs, and so he was in a critical condition, and so that was because he did not follow that advice. He exactly had had COVID right. and he didn't do the aspirin. So, folks, he was in his 30s. So that's part of the adverse effect is you want to make sure you're working against the blood clot. Now, it can also can cause heart attacks and strokes. That aspirin, not a baby aspirin, a 325 milligram aspirin. Now, baby aspirin is 81 milligrams. If you want to take four baby aspirins throughout the day, if you say my tummy's real weak, then you could do that. You'll get the same protection. But you need to get that 325 milligrams of aspirin a day to prevent a blood clot if you have COVID. If you don't have COVID, you don't have to. Okay, now, also, let's, let's, we need to go over this. This is really important for so many people. So many people have had COVID, and they want to make sure they're not going to bring it home to their family, like, say, we have a college kid that's had COVID. The best thing to do to prevent spread, and this is so simple and so cheap, get some povidone, that's P-O-V-I-D-O-N-E, iodine, 1% solution. Now, you can get this at any drugstore, but it, what you have to do is you have to dilute it on a one-to-one dilution with distilled water, and then you just mix half of, the, you know, one ounce of of iodine with one ounce of distilled water, shake it up, put it in a little bottle, and then you dip a Q-tip in there, and then you just put the Q-tip in each nostril and twirl it around, and that kills the virus in the nostril. You can do this daily if you want. And some people will gargle with it for 30 seconds to a minute and also swish it in their mouth, and it kills the virus in your mouth. Something as cheap as iodine, dirt cheap, and it kills the virus. And now, some can people, you swallow that? No, spit it out. You okay. spit it out. Don't swallow it. Okay, and so that will kill the virus, just simply the povidine iodine you get at any drugstore, okay? But just remember to dilute it with equal amounts of water. Okay, now let's talk about how to prevent it because a lot of people say, I don't want the vaccine. What can I do? I hear this all the time. And what I do for my patients is I, the best, used to the best thing we had was hydroxychloroquine. We used that over a year ago. I've been using ivermectin for the past year, and ivermectin is found now at most every pharmacy, Mary, which is amazing. That's great. And we can get it through our comp. We used to. I could only get it through a compounding pharmacy, but now I've just phoned it in for a patient yesterday at CVS Pharmacy. But ivermectin was actually used for roundworms or a condition uh, called uh, rare river blindness, okay, in Africa. We don't see that here much in this country. They're using it to treat roundworms in animals. It's a veterinary med that a lot of veterinarians use, but we also use it in humans to treat river blindness, which we don't see in this country. We see it in Africa. But ivermectin has been found to have tremendous antiviral activity. They just did a double-blind placebo control study over in Israel showing the effectiveness 
of ivermectin in helping to rid the body of COVID-19 virus. And it can generally do it within six days, which is pretty amazing. So what I do for people wanting chronic prevention, we're talking about you want to prevent the virus. And this is what I do personally. I take ivermectin. I I take the 0.2 milligrams per kilo. In my case, I take 18 milligrams once a week. Now, I have to load. I loaded my system first. On day one, I took 18 milligrams such as on a Monday, then I took another 18 milligrams on a Wednesday, and then I just took 18 milligrams each Wednesday after that. And that way, once a week from then on, and I put a lot of my patients on that protocol. Used to, I'd just do it every two weeks, but now, because of these new variants, they're recommending it every week. That is a simple, simple way to help prevent the virus. Even if you get it, generally, it's much, much, much less severe. So that's with the vitamin D, the vitamin zinc, and this ivermectin. Those are the big three. Those are the big three. Absolutely. Now, you say, I have the infection. I have COVID-19. What do I do? Well, again, instead of 0.2 milligrams per kilo of ivermectin, I go up to 0.4 to 0.6. Now, again, first of all, just like, let me paint the picture, a close friend of ours, uh, called us yesterday and she said I've got the virus I've got the loss of taste loss of smell I'm coughing now it's in my chest I'm coughing up yellow phlegm I'm starting to get a little short of breath I said what's your pulse oximetry she says 95 I said praise God good that's good that's good news are you taking ivermectin well yes but I'm taking my husband's ivermectin that's for our farm animals I said how much are you taking I don't know it's in ounces (laughs) So I said, well, we've got, to, we've got to get you on the right dose of ivermectin, number one. Number two, since it's in your lungs, we've got to protect your lungs. Now, this is real important. If you're starting to get cough or shortness of breath or your oxygen is starting to go down, you need to get your pulse oximetry to check your oxygen. If you have fake fingernails, women, get them off. If you painted your fingernails, get, get fingernail polish remover. Get that off so we can get your pulse oximetry accurately. Or your, uh, accurately so we'll know your oxygenation of your blood. COVID can affect your lungs and your oxygen will start dropping. Once it's below 90, you're in major trouble and you're headed, you will probably be headed to the ER or for hospitalization. So we want to stop it. And we have the answer. It's so simple. And this is what I did for this patient. I said, okay, we got to get you started on budesonide. Budesonide, B-U-D-E-S-O-N-I-D-E, solution for inhalation that is given via a nebulizer. It comes in 0.5 milligrams per 2 mLs or 1 milligram per 2 mLs or 2 milligrams per 2 mLs. But usually the dose that works best is one milligram. Now, they've run out of a lot of the one milligram. So when I called the pharmacy for this lady, I said, well, do you have budesonide solution for inhalation? Well, sure, we have it. Well, you do, do you have the one milligram per two mLs or the 0.5 milligrams per two mL? Oh, we have both. I said, wow, great. I want the one milligram per two mL. So I got her that, and I said, let's give it via nebulizer every six hours or as needed especially for the shortness of breath or the cough. And so that will protect your lungs from pneumonia, real important. And also, I started her on either a Z-Pack or doxycycline. Why did I do that? She was coughing up yellow phlegm. She was on her way to bronchitis and pneumonia. You want to nip it in the bud. You say, wait, that's an antibiotic. That's bad for you. This will protect you from pneumonia 
either doxycycline or Zithromax, which is erythromycin, whichever one you're not allergic to, works great in protecting you against pneumonia. Now, if people, most people have a nebulizer. No, they don't. Most don't. don't. And so we have to prescribe it. Now, a nebulizer has to be prescribed by a physician. Oh. That's why... Where can you get them? You can get them from CVS, Walgreens, Walmart. You can't just go in and buy it? No. You usually have to have a prescription. That's why when people call my office, we have to usually prescribe them a nebulizer. Now, most people won't need it. But if you're getting shortness of breath or a bad cough, you better get on that right away. You need it. And that's why my physician assistants that work for me know I tell them, I say, check their symptoms. Make sure they check their pulse oximetry. If it's going even borderline low, 95, get them started on that. If it's 95%, get them started. So again, we phone in a prescription for the nebulizer and the budesonide solution for inhalation. If they're starting to cough or especially coughing phlegm, we get them on an antibiotic and we get them on ivermectin. Now you say, well, what if it's not helping? Then I go up on the ivermectin from 0.4 milligrams per kilogram dose to 0.6. I give them what we call a super dose. You say, that means you have to call more in. Sometimes I do. And so for this lady, I started her on the 0.4 milligrams per kilogram dose. In her case, if it was 0.2, it was 12 milligrams a day. In her case, she needed 24 because that's a 0.4. So I phoned it in to the CVS there. And I phoned in her budesonide. She already had a, a nebulizer, didn't have to do that. And I phoned in her z Now, I'm calling today and checking on her. And if she's not getting better, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going up to 0.6. She only, I could only get the 3-milligram tabs, so she's taking 8 tabs a day. So I'd go up to 12 tabs a day. Now, you say, what if she's not getting better? Then I would refer her to a monoclonal antibody infusion, such as Regeneron such as BAM. That's an IV. Some, that's an IV. This is this new treatment that is literally keeping people out of the hospital. It's saving their lives. That's what Trump had. That's what got him out so quick. But generally, we don't have to go that far. But that's like our silver bullet for those who have to have it. So my nurse practitioners know that if they are getting worse, we need to send them to a place. Generally, an ER will be able to give them that infusion. So... We're happy to report right now, guys, in spite of how many several hundred people that we have been treating throughout this whole COVID attack, we are blessed to say we have not lost a single patient. I've only had one had to go in the hospital. One out of all of them. And you have diverted. But he's out. He's out. And now he's out. This was just recent. But we haven't lost. We haven't lost anyone. Mm -mm. And we have all ages, all broad issues of patients so uh, this is a very good advice and this you know you can go to our website drcolbert.com we do have on our website an immune booster supplement that has zinc vitamin d this is just for everyday taking right now just to keep your immune system strong this is not designed as a deterrent against covid or catching covid But it is a great immune booster that just helps keep your immune system strong. It's called immune support. And then our greens and our reds. I do the green and red every day. I do that every day. And Don has a book called Pandemic 
protection. It's all this is on our website. But let me explain this to you real important, real quick. This is so important. When people have COVID, so many people are at home eating ice cream and soda drinks and things like that. Listen to me. Sugar. You know, the average person's put on 20 pounds during COVID. Don't 20 to 30. 30 pounds. But what I'm saying is sugar feeds this virus. Listen to me, folks. If you have the virus, have some nice chicken, chicken and rice soup or chicken broth soup. Chicken broth is so good. We call it Jewish penicillin hot soup. The virus hates the heat. It, you know, just take in soups, lots of water, hot teas. Those are so good for you. Stay well hydrated, but don't feed your body sugar. Sugar weakens your immune system. Some studies say by as much as 50% for four to six hours. You have COVID. You've got to look at sugar like it's a rattlesnake. Exactly. And so, again, drink those hot beverages. Have your Jewish penicillin or your hot chicken, chicken, not noodle soup, chicken and rice soup or chicken broth soup. Have your hot teas, plenty of nice hot green tea. Don't put honey in it. Use a little stevia honey. Again, that's sugar that weakens the immune system. And just stay well hydrated. And the fasting is actually good for you. So just the soup, the hot broth, the hot tea will help you heal so much faster in a fasted state. The virus loves sugar. When you're feeding your body sugar, you're empowering the virus. And it's important for people to know that, let's say those that are, you feel pretty sure you have COVID. It's a good idea to get tested, just so you know. Yes, absolutely get tested. Not just guessing. It won't hurt you to get tested, and then you'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Because there are flus that may mimic it, and it may not be COVID. Right, but if you're getting these symptoms, loss of taste, loss of smell, fever, cough, muscle aches, headaches, sore throat, even diarrhea, that's usually COVID, especially loss of taste and loss of smell. But one real important thing that is so important, if you have this COVID, rest. Rest you your go. body. So many, it, one patient of mine who I thought I was going to have to put in the hospital, very high, uh, very well known all over the world, and he was sleeping up to 20 hours a day and drinking fluids, especially hot soup, hot teas. But he overcame it, but his oxygen always stayed over 90%. We had him on this program, and he, it worked beautifully. But one thing he did that helped so much sleep rest rest your body and, and don't be surprised if it takes six weeks yes to fully recover now this has happened to I so know. many patients after two weeks this one patient said he was a bodybuilder weightlifter he says i gotta get back in the gym i said don't listen to me wait at least two weeks after you're feeling good before you do well he didn't he went back to the gym and he, after working out just 10 minutes he was exhausted relapsed relapsed so i said listen rest your body don't be going out exercising you need to spend this energy to fight the virus when you are exercising with the virus you're depleting your immune system so please listen to me rest your body see this virus folks is not a natural virus this is a man-made virus so the body it's not the same kind of animal like we've had in the past because it's man-made it's causing it's most likely man-made correct yeah we don't know for sure, but oh, we highly geez. suspect it. Highly suspect it. Oh, man. That's, but, I know that's politically correct. But again, some people are saying, well, are we entering into the Revelation chapter 6? Are we entering into the fourth living creature? A saying, so I looked and there was a pale horse and the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades followed him. And again, this may be it because again, it talks about that 
up to a quarter of the earth. Now, again, that's almost 2 billion people. Right now we have 7.7 billion on the earth. But up to a quarter of the people will die from famine and pestilence. Now, again, if this may be that time. We don't know. We're going, we will know in the near future, but in the next two years, we will know. But I love the, this amplified version. The classified amplified said an ashy pale horse, black and blue, as it made so by bruising, and its rider's name was Death and Hades. The realm of the dead followed him closely, and they were given authority and power over a fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with famine and with plague. And it says parentheses, pestilence, comma, disease in parentheses, and with wild beasts of the earth. I believe, again, that this could be that plague that Revelations chapter 6 was talking about. I think the most important thing I want to leave people with to think about is the scripture is very clear about the fearful and unbelieving are going to be cast into the pit of hell. Church, this is a time in which you better know who you are in Christ. You better know the power of the word of God. You better know it deep in your heart. You better know how to hear his voice and practice quickly obeying it. But whatever you do, years ago, the Holy Spirit impressed on me. He said, Mary, I want you to remember something. Anything you ever do out of fear, anything, just know I am not with you. Do not be moved by fear. You have got to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. You can't allow the pressures of the world and your family and the media and all of these other social media stuff that's going on pressure you into doing and making your decision on anything, especially on your health. You have got to learn to hear from the Spirit of God and walk in the light of his obedience, whatever it is. And that is even if he tells you to get a vaccine. He may tell you, to get the vaccine, but you can't legalize that for everybody. Neither can you say don't get the vaccine for everybody because you can't legalize that. You have got to let each person be convinced in their own heart and take responsibility for their own health after weighing everything out and pray. Then you obey him and you follow what he tells you to do. And I believe if you obey him and you don't do whatever you do out of fear, you'll be protected. Okay, so let's recap. To prevent this COVID-19 infection, I strongly recommend ivermectin. Ivermectin, we can get at many pharmacies, or if you can't, they're at the compounding pharmacy. To prevent it, it's just 0.2 milligrams per kilo dose. You just take it day one and then day three and then once a week thereafter. It's real simple. Also, your vitamin D3 and real important is uh, the zinc. Those two are the most important nutrients we should take. Quercetin? Now, quercetin is, is a minor, but it's, it's okay. And vitamin C and, and melatonin are also okay. But those are minors. Okay, as far as the treatment, again, the ivermectin, but in a higher dose, 0.4 to 0.6 milligrams per kilo. And you take it daily, usually for five to seven days or even longer if needed. And... 
also, we also strongly recommend if you're getting your lungs, you need the budesonide solution for inhalation, usually the 0.5 milligram or 1 milligram via nebulizer, and the antibiotic. If it's going to your lungs, we want to protect you against pneumonia, so you need either the doxycycline, 100 milligrams twice a day, or the Z-Pak. Those are absolutely important. And then monitor your pulse oximetry throughout the day. And you may have to take that nebulizer every six hours, which is okay. You may have to increase the dose even in the nebulizer. So if you do that and rest and not eat sugar and have plenty of good hot Jewish penicillin or, you know, chicken and rice soup or chicken broth soup along with hot teas, stay hydrated, you will overcome it. And then speak the word. Enter into Thanksgiving. Listen to the Word. Listen to the Bible. We listen to the Bible on, on our phones all the time. That's what, that's what we do all the time. Just put it next to your bedside. Get your Bible app and just let it play, and it'll read the Bible to you. I listen to the New Living Translation. My wife listens to the King James Version. But just let the Word go in, especially put on Psalms 91 or listen to the New Testament. Just go through and listen to the words of Jesus. And that is one of the best things we can do to put our minds at rest. Listen to praise music, listen to worship music, and watch your immune system, which is fearfully and wonderfully made, overcome this virus. You're, you are an overcomer. Now, to help you guys, you can call our office. If you're in Florida and Texas, we can help you. If not, we need to send you to America's Frontline Doctors. That's the website, americasfrontlinedoctors.org. And you can get ivermectin. So America's Frontline Doctors, D-O-C-T-O-R-S. They are licensed in every state. In every state, And that's why they're able to call in these prescriptions. And for us, um, we can do it for people in Texas and in Florida because that's where Don is licensed. Okay. So we're excited to be able to give you this information. And again, it's brought to you by Divine Health. And we do have the Pandemic Protection Book. We're putting this new information in the book and also our immune formula, which gives you the basic nutrition you need. God bless you and stay strong and just believe God and trust. Do all that you can do and then God will do what he does best. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye.